Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife with award-winning wildlife journalist Chester Moore. From deep investigations to interviews with top experts, Higher Calling Wildlife is the place to get informed and inspired about all things wildlife. Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife. This is Chester Moore. Very early in my journey as a wildlife journalist, I got interested in what was happening in fish hatcheries, not only in my native state of Texas, but around the globe. And I saw that there was a lot of tinkering around with species and saw what was going on with early genetic research, hybridization, even potential of cloning and all kind of wild stuff. And I got to thinking about this and wrote an article called Age of the Super Trout that was in Texas Fishing Game. And it talked about some research being done and posed the question, could a super trout be created? Now, this was around the year 2000, very early in my career. But what I didn't know, in my own state of Texas, with very little fanfare information, a super trout had already been created. So... I was doing some research a couple of days ago, and I came across some information that blew my mind. There were hybrid speckled trout in Texas, and one of these hybrid speckled trout is far larger than the state record speckled trout. Got your attention yet? So, in the mid-1980s, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department stocked Orange Mouth Corvina, in lakes Braunig and Calaveras outside the San Antonio area. Corvina are essentially a speckled trout slash sand trout that grows to epic proportions and lives in the Pacific. And the orange mouth Corvina was actually hybridized with speckled trout and released in Braunig and Calaveras. So you had true Corvina release, and then you had these mysterious hybrid speckled trout, Corvina, released in Lakes Braunig and Calaveras. And it is a really interesting, intriguing story, because this is back in the very early days. As a matter of fact, it started the year that the very first speckled trout stocking ever happened in Texas, 1984. There were 42,609 speckled trout Stocked in Matagorda Bay. That's the very first historic speckled trout stocking in Texas. There were 72,000 speckled trout, yes, speckled trout stocked in Lake Bronix. They were actually stocking saltwater speckled trout in Lake Bronix. Now, if you go back and look at these hybrids that were created in a fish hatchery, mixing Corvina and speckled trout, I'm going to do the year-by-year -year comparison of Lake Bronix Lake Calaveras. We can go Lake Calaveras first. In 1986, there were 766,825 Corvina fingerlings stocked in Calaveras, along with six adults. 1987, there were 13 adults stocked. In 1984, there were 12,050 speckled trout hybrid Corvina put into Lake Calaveras. In 1985, there were 24,589 stocked. In 1986, 36,485 speckled trout Corvina hybrids stocked in Lake Calaveras. Lake Bronig uh, also had 
a bunch of stockings. Uh, not as many as Calaveras, but you did have some pretty good numbers of stockings. There were 2,518 stocked in 1984, and there were 3,150 stocked in 1985. Um, interestingly enough, um, you have these incredible hybrids that almost no one in Texas knows about anymore. Now, here's the part that blew my mind. It really shocked me because it hasn't been talked about. The record hybrid Corvina for Lake Calaveras was 14.60 pounds caught by Harold Sinclair in 1991. 14 pounds caught by Harold Sinclair in 1991. That hybrid is larger than any speckled trout weighed in Texas other than the Bud Rowland current state record. It's bigger than the Jim Wallace record of 1996 by about a pound. Now, the largest orange mouth Corvina, pure Corvina, caught in Lake Calaveras was also caught in 1991 weighed 16.31 pounds and caught by Earl Tenpenny. Then we go to Lake Bronick. The largest pure orange mouth Corvina was caught in 1990 by Richard Alejandro, weighed 14.50 pounds. So that's a really big fish. But the mind blower in 1992, Philip Mann caught a 35-inch, 20.80-pound hybrid speckled trout Corvina in Lake Bronig. That fish is far larger than our current state record. And what I found here is that I had no idea because these documents were not easily available back in the day. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Internet existed, of course, but it wasn't great in terms of archives and databases that there had been a super trout created in the state of Texas. And that super trout was the Corvina speckled trout hybrid. As a matter of fact, you could probably tell very few differences between a hybrid speckled trout and Corvina. If you Google orange mouth Corvina, you're going to see a fish that looks a whole, whole lot like a speckled trout with some a little more brown like a sand trout. It's a truly amazing thing. And it speaks volumes about differences in the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department from now to then. It's a whole different ballgame. Cue the Jaws theme. Great white sharks have been proven to swim in Texas waters. Hi, this is Chester Moore, host of More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI and founder of Higher Calling Wildlife. And I've been investigating great white sharks in the Gulf of Mexico for a number of years. There are a lot of hidden records of great whites dating back into the 1930s in Texas. Recently, ocean-based satellite tagging group OSEARCH tagged great whites off the coast of Canada that ended up in the Gulf of Mexico. And one of them was found about 100 miles off the coast of Galveston. I uncovered verified evidence of great whites dating back to the 1930s in Texas with consistent catches about up into the 1950s. And then something happened. They simply disappeared. 
Long lines, which were essentially miles-long trot lines set in ocean waters, sharks are often caught on them and have their fins cut off and thrown back into the water alive to fuel the demand for shark fin soup in many Asian countries. This caused a great depletion of many shark numbers. Great whites were often caught in nets set for other species, as great whites are typically born on the east coast in the Atlantic and the juveniles swim into the warm waters of the Gulf to feed and grow up. Now that we remove the nets, great whites are coming back. Whether that scares you or excites you, it's a fact. You can learn more at osearch.org. Now, if you look at this, and you look at this from like the big picture perspective, um, you see that you have these fish that were essentially a sea trout, right? And they were in a freshwater lake. What was really interesting is at the time, right at the tail end of this, when the record fish was caught in Lake Bronig, scientists started looking at this and were concerned that if somehow these fish got into salt water, that these hybrids or these corvina could somehow co-mingle with speckled trout, especially the corvina themselves. And because what happened was the corvina and the hybrids were actually being caught at a higher rate of catch on these lakes than the best largemouth bass catch rate on other lakes, according to Texas Parks and Wildlife Department surveys. It was a successful stocking. These super trout existed in freshwater in Texas. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Well, there was concerns if these fish somehow got, like for example, Maybe someone would decide we're going to keep some of these alive and we're going to release them down in Galveston Bay or going to release them down in the lower Laguna Madre. They were concerned about hybridization with speckled trout, which is ironic because they already created hybridization in freshwater. It was a really interesting experiment that Texas Parks and Wildlife did. And um, I find it totally intriguing that these Corvina trout hybrids created these monster fish and the potential is there of course because the world record speckled trout 17 pounds the world record corvina 54 pounds three ounces massive massive fish i have seen them at the monterey bay aquarium and they are beautiful basic sea trout just a little tiny difference in how they appear but they get much much larger so the age of the super trout had actually already passed by the time I got to studying the super trout potential. Now, what's interesting is the genetic potential for massive, massive fish is still there doing things, maybe even like cloning, certainly hybridizing species. I have evidence I'm going to be digging deeper into where rainbow trout have been hybridized even with cattle. Now, serious, cattle DNA put into rainbow trout in captive situations produce more meat. Really weird stuff going on out there. Will this end up in our wild populations? And how would you feel about a new age of the super trout? How would you feel if there were hybrid speckled trout corvina still existing today in these lakes? How would you feel if there were hybrid speckled trout corvina existing in our base systems? And what do you think will happen in the future with these fisheries? 
If you look back at past Texas Parks and Wildlife stockings, the Inland Fisheries Division in particular did a lot of things like stocking Nile perch. Yes, there were Nile perch. There were chain pickerel northern pike hybrids. There were peacock bass stocked. A lot of things, these hybrid speckled trout with Corvina. I mean, a lot of crazy stuff like that. And And they did a lot of experimental things. Whereas coastal fisheries didn't develop as quickly because it's more challenging on the coast. And you had a lot more, I would say, practical stockings instead of a lot of these experimental things, which I wasn't necessarily against all of those. But, you know, you had like, we're going to take care of the fisheries versus maybe we're going to enhance this fishery a little bit there. Now, the interesting thing is Lake Braunig was stocked with speckled trout. And we'll talk more about that on another program before Almost any other ecosystem in Texas. As a matter of fact, Sabine Lake needed its first speckled trout stocking until 2006, 1984, Lake Braunig, the same year the first trout stocking happened in Matagorda Bay. So, fascinating stuff. A 20.80 ounce hybrid speckled trout corvina caught in 1992 in Lake Braunig. Incredible stuff. The age of the super trout may have passed us up because the coastal fisheries division is not too much into doing these kinds of uh, experimental things along the coast. And the inland fisheries division now is no longer really doing these things either. You know, so very intriguing stuff. And I bet you didn't know there was a speckled trout hybrid caught in a freshwater lake that weighed 20 pounds in 1992. Higher Calling Wildlife is brought to you by Texas Fish and Game. Connect with them at fishgame.com. Thanks for listening to Higher Calling Wildlife. Find us on Facebook at Higher Calling Wildlife, at the Chester Moore on Instagram, and our blog at highercalling.net. To contact Chester, email chester at chestermore.com.